1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit largocc.org and click on Watch Live.
2: There's some withered Christians today, still Christians, but they are withered up like a prune simply because they don't have the joy of the Lord within them that's giving them strength. If you remain in me, if, in my words, oh, there it is. If you remain in me and my words, not just memorizing them, but living by them and doing them. Love one another. How many of us know that, that we're supposed to love one another? How many of us do that kind of loving?
1: In this modern age of marketing and distractions, we sometimes focus on things we don't have or worry about our financial future. Today, Pastor Jack Morris will remind us how, as the Apostle Paul stated, we can find contentment in life no matter our circumstances, drawing on the Lord's strength.
2: Look at verse 10. Paul begins verse 10. Philippians 4.10. I rejoice greatly. Hey, how about that? I rejoice greatly. I do. Paul does. I rejoice. I, I celebrate what God has done for me. I'm so happy and joyous in the Lord. And I do it greatly, meaning I'm going to worship with intentionality. I, I'm going to worship Intensely. I'm going to worship God, not on the run, but I'm going to bring myself quiet before him and he will bring his presence to me. I rejoice greatly. It's not a quiet, soft amen. It's a loud rejoicing hallelujah. Redeemed, saved, forgiven. Friend, you've received the greatest gift you'll ever receive on this earth. You'll never receive anything, even coming close to this. Paul was aware, and as we become more and more aware, we will celebrate intensely also. Now notice what he says in verse 12. I have learned the secret of contentment. Did you see that? I have learned the secret of contentment. There's a lot of God's people haven't learned that secret yet. They're saved, go to heaven when they die. But their life, there's so much confusion, difficulty, challenges, troubles, and they just can't seem to move beyond. Friend, it's going to take a concentrated effort to get to that place. And Paul was there, but he reveals the secret. now and it's right there and it has been read in your presence by minister Hooper just a few minutes ago it's no longer a secret it's been revealed did you catch it when he read it <laughs> you've got to read the word it tells us how it's all done and how it's all received he said i have learned now Notice, I have learned. Learning takes time. You don't go to the pharmacy and get a a prescription and go to the pharmacy and and get a smart pill, (laughs) a a, a religious or a a theological pill or a Bible pill, and take it with a glass of water, and all of a sudden, boom, you're a theologian. (laughs) No, it doesn't work. I've learned. First, there's kindergarten, the then we graduate to the first grade, and then we graduate to the second grade, and, and so forth, all the way up. I remember many years ago when I took my daughter uh, to school to enroll her in the first grade. We went in the classroom, and she sat down. And she's a bright girl. She sat down at the front desk. And uh, that's where I've always tried to get up, just as close as I can. I don't want to miss a thing. I got, she sat down at the front desk, and uh, the teachers moving around, getting everything in in order, moving children in. And uh, Rebecca looked up at me, and she said, Daddy, how long am I going to have to stay here? (laughs) I said, 12 years. (laughs) She frowned. I don't know, I shouldn't have done that. But I have said a lot of things that I shouldn't have said in my time. I'm sure you have, too. <laughs> we all have. Sometimes it's been a knee-jerk reaction. But she made it through. And, uh, but learning, it's going to take some time to learn. That's why we have Sunday school, small groups, worship services, That's why you have a Bible at home and have devotions. We're learning, we're growing, we're developing in the Lord. Now, Paul is rejoicing greatly, and he said, I have learned to be content. Content? Paul, under your circumstances, you are content and rejoicing. You're in a Roman jail, you're on death row, the death sentence is over your head. And tradition tells us it wasn't sometime after that until he was decapitated. (sniffs) But he's rejoicing in the Lord. Hey, friend, what's your trouble? (laughs) What's my trouble? I have learned to be content on death row. I have learned. It's taken me a while, but I have learned a lesson. And I pray the Holy Spirit... The teacher of God will talk to our hearts and teach us holy things, spiritual things. The Holy Spirit is reaching out and trying to get a hold of your heart today. And sit upon the throne of your heart. Put Jesus there, the Savior. I have learned to be content under all circumstances because in Christ I can do all things. Praise be to the Lord. Can you say praise the, Lord? praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Now, notice what it says abide in me. This is what Jesus said. Friend, what I'm telling you now is the secret, and I, I don't want to holler, I don't want to get loud, and I don't think I do that. But I may, but I'm going to try to watch it today. It's not the volume, it's the word. That comes forth. It's the word of God. And the Lord is telling us to abide in him. Let me. Let me look at this. this I'm going to pick up the old hymnal that we used to use. And we're going to be using it again. There's a, there's a song there. It doesn't have a, an up tapping beat to it. But it has the right words. Abide with me. Fast falls the evening tide. The darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. And he will. He will abide. And if anybody breaks that abiding, it's not going to be him. He's going to stick with you through thick and thin, whatever the cost, whatever the problem, whatever the trouble, Whatever the challenge, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Would to God that every Christian could say that to him Jesus, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to stick with you, Jesus, all the way. I'm going to
1: abide. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The church of friendship and joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. Live in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday ...and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. And there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
2: Now, I'm going to turn over to, what, to John, uh, chapter 15. I'm going to listen to what Jesus has to say. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now, think about it. The vine. The vine was a symbol of the nation of Israel. And on every uh, piece of money, like we have an eagle, or, or I don't know what all we have on our money. I don't even look at it that closely. But it was a vine. That was the symbol of Israel. And Jesus is now saying, it's not the money, it's not the nation, it's me. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's not being a Jew or a Gentile. It's not being of a certain culture or a certain race. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If any man remains in me, now in the King James, the word remains is abide. If any man abides in me, here in the NIV, if any man remains in me and I in him, he will bear fruit, much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, oh, listen to this. It's possible to stop remaining in him, to get upset, to get ticked off. He said, if, that's a big if. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. I go through my yard and I'm picking up, I have a little wheelbarrow and I pick up the branches. I don't try to... put life back in them. I don't try to take them over to the tree and plug them in to the trunk of the tree again. They're dead. They're good for nothing. They're gone forever. But it's not so in Christ. We can have a comeback in the Lord and only in the Lord. But let me go on and finish what Jesus is saying. And dear God knows that I want to know what Jesus is saying. He said, if any man does not abide in me he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers and such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and died. There's some withered Christians today, still Christians, but they are withered up like a prune simply because they don't have the joy of the Lord within them that's giving them strength. If you remain in me, if and my words. Oh, there it is. If you remain in me and my words. Not just memorizing them, but living by them and doing them. Love one another. How many of us know that, that we're supposed to love one another? How many of us do that kind of loving? If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be given you. This is my Father's glory. If you really want to glorify God, remain in Jesus. This is his word. Now he's given us the secret of how to truly live in rest, in strength, in contentment with him. This is his word. You know, there are things that are happening in life, and things are happening all the time. Things never stop happening. Things are going on. Now, I'm not going to talk about world affairs and and, uh, abortion and racism, and I can go into all that stuff. But I want to want you to think of what's going on in your life, in your family, with your husband, with your wife, with your your children. Where, what's happening there? The circumstances that are coming along, that, that that just mitigates themselves against you to upset you. Where you work, what you read, what you heard, what you felt, just upset you. Friend, you can get upset in church with church people even. It happens. But If you're not careful, it'll break your relationship, and you're going to be the one that suffers spiritually because of it. Your life will become dysfunctional for a week or a month, six months, until you get on your knees at this holy table or at some other holy place in your home and talk to the Lord and get it all out in the open before him. Stop playing games in your mind with your thinking with yourself. You can't play games with God. He knows everything. This is what the Lord is saying. Sometimes our spiritual life just goes flat. And maybe for no reason at all. We, or at least we, we can't think of why it's gone flat. We've just cooled off. Hyperthermia is setting in. Friend, you're freezing to death spiritually. You've separated yourself from the church and from the people. You're here, but you're mine, someplace else. God, help us. Our spiritual temperature. We're not checking the abiding thermometer. I mean, every week a nurse comes into our house and the very, one of the very first things she does, either once or twice a week, takes Corinne's temperature. Sometimes I'll ask her, hey, how about taking mine? How am I doing? <laughs> and she will. Come on, listen to my heart. You listen to her heart, listen to my heart. You're getting paid for her, not for me. But, but we don't... Look at the abiding temperature. Um, My propane tank went dead, went flat. I didn't pay any attention to it during the winter at all. I just knew it turned the fireplace on. And it blessed me, blessed our house, kept us warm, and we enjoyed it, and it was pretty. And I just kept enjoying it and enjoying it, sort of taking it for granted. And I didn't. Look at that needle. I didn't go outside and lift it up and look at the gauge. And all of a sudden I went to turn it on one morning and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Did you ever pray and nothing happened? God might say, hey, you're not listening to my words. Why should I listen to your words? He won't say that. But sometimes he'll just back away a little bit trying to get our attention in any way that he possibly can. And so I had to call the propane people, and they came, filled the tank, put the pilot light back on again, put the logs back in, went through all of that. if I had only checked the gauge, friend, check your spiritual gauge, you're low on spiritual nutrients. You need some spiritual vitamins. And here it is. I have it in my hand right now. Contentment. I looked back, way back, and I found where it said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Simply meaning, I'm not going to lack anything. Spiritually speaking, I'm not going to lack. I'm not going to be without. If I lack and I'm without, it's because I haven't really found the answer. It's just a nice little toe-tapping song. But have I really found the answer to the challenges that's going on with me at the moment? I shall not want. He goes on to say, he makes me to lie down. He does. What's that talking about? Lie down? He's talking about rest that he gives to us. He does that because I have a fellowship with him, because I'm communing with him, because he's communing with me. I found the answer. Not only to take care of all my wants and needs, one of those big wants and needs is rest. Well, he makes me to lie down. Where does he make me to lie down? In green pastures. Not in a dry, empty, dull, dusty, barren place. No, in green pastures. Do you remember that, that uh, a commercial on television that's been years ago? It would say, milk from contented cows. <laughs> and they were eating grass out in a beautiful pasture land. Friend, what have you been feeding upon? You can't listen to the word and listen to that that you've been listening to at the same time. It's just not going to work. Paul said, I found the secret. Friend, you're hearing the secret today to a victorious, overcoming life. In Jesus, these are his words. I shall not want. He gives me rest. He makes me to lie down. He gives me rest. In green pastures, he gives me the spiritual nurture. Nurture. Nourishment, thank you. (laughs) Where? Besides still waters. This world is out there clamoring, marching, rioting, storming. Some of that's going on in your own home, but some of that's going on in your own mind, in your own heart. We've got to be led to still waters. Lie down. And then it says, after all of that, it says, he restores my soul. Your soul will not be restored until you do those things that I just went over. No lack, not being without, having rest, green pastures, abundance, more than enough. Besides still waters, you do those things. One, two, three, four. Then your soul will be restored. He will bless you so greatly how he will bless you. I think there are some today who are, who are short on spiritual nourishment. Who said that a moment ago? Nourishment. <laughs> Nutrients. <laughs> Listen to me. I need you. <laughs> and we're going to come to the holy table in just a moment. And I certainly don't feel worthy. But if you feel worthy, then don't come. Not of works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy and grace He saved us. I don't feel worthy of salvation. I've done nothing to deserve salvation. I don't deserve the blood. I don't deserve the broken body. I'm coming here because I have sinned. And because I need Jesus. I need that ongoing relationship and fellowship with him. Then I'm only worthy when I know that I'm not worthy. But Paul said, I rejoice greatly. I'm, I'm intense. I'm intentional. I have a focus. I'm zeroed in like a laser beam. I'm going forward in Christ. I love the Lord. He loves me, and it gets richer every day, and I'm rejoicing more all the time in him. Now think about it, friend. What you've heard today, what has come to you, you picked up something. The reason you picked it up is because the Holy Spirit dropped it into your lap. He wants you, and he gave it to you, not to embarrass you or hurt you in any way. He is giving it to you as they're saying, I want you to be restored. I want you back want you back or you're still saved i'm not saying that at all do you understand what i'm talking about but there's a drifting sort of a moving away this is the day the lord has made for me for you amen amen
1: as we conclude today's healing word program Today's message emphasizes the importance of finding contentment in all circumstances, regardless of material possessions or wealth. The Bible teaches that true contentment comes from having a relationship with God and relying on Him for strength and provision, rather than depending on material possessions or wealth. The Healing Word Ministry team is here for you. If you need prayer or want to send a praise report, Email us at contact us at thehealingwordministries.org. Our pastoral staff will take your message to God, and will rejoice over the victory that is yours in Christ Jesus. That email address again is contact us at Ministries.org. You can now access audio versions of the Healing Word anytime by going to oneplace.com and searching for the Healing Word video versions of the messages are available at lightsource.com. So why not go there today and receive your blessing? Again, that's oneplace.com and lightsource.com and search for The Healing Word. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.